Welcome to episode 30 of Becoming Mindstrong. And this week's conversation is a continuation of what we were talking about last week about building habits using mindset. And the thing we're really focusing in on is the fact that when we talk about, quote unquote, the power of positive thinking or training our mind, that this is not some fluffy, feel good rainbows and unicorns kind of thing, that this comes down to literal neural connections in our brains that we can take control of and rewrite to build those habits that truly, truly last a lifetime. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of MindStrong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. So in the last episode, we started this conversation by talking about how many of us try to should our way into positive thinking, right? I always hear people talking about, I know I shouldn't say this. I should be more positive. I should think positively. And the reality is that's not how this works. It's not a matter of putting on some fake smiling face and saying everything's great when inside you're just feeling like shit. So what we need to understand first and foremost is that when we talk about the quote-unquote power of positive thinking, what we are actually talking about is neuroscience. We are talking about neural pathways in our brains that have been built up by years and years and years of ruminating thoughts. Whether with or without conscious thoughts, we talked about how your brain loves the path of least resistance. It's the reason we brush our teeth without thought. It's the reason some of us go to the gym every day. It's the reason some of us don't go to the gym every day. Because left up to its own devices, our brain will always look for the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance to your brain is the neural connections that have been solidified, whether through repeated actions or repeated thoughts. And for better or worse, most of those repeated actions or repeated thoughts have come without our conscious choice. So our work, if we truly, truly want to change our life, if we truly want to build habits that last a lifetime, it comes by breaking the pattern, stopping the repeated thoughts, stopping the rumination, and consciously choosing which ones we want to focus on. So last episode, we really focused on the the beginning of this process and the end. We started with the idea that step one is simply to notice it's happening, right? If we believe the idea, and I hope you do because it's human biology, these are not Rachel's laws of health and fitness, but if we believe the idea that every time we do an action or every time we think a thought, we are solidifying a neural pathway in our brain. It's like pouring cement on a road. You're you're going down the pathway, you're using it again and again and again, and you're solidifying that connection. So if we are to believe that that is how the brain works, which it is, (laughs) step one is simply to stop the pattern. It's to notice, and this is way easier said than done after a lifetime of rumination, but it's to notice that we're going down that rabbit hole. It's to notice that every time we look in a mirror, the thought flashes of, I can't believe I let myself get this way. It's every time we go in a gym, repeating the thought that people are staring at us. It's every time we start a new diet, telling ourselves it's never going to last. You've tried this a million times. All those thoughts that are flashing on autopilot are there because of habit. And step one that we talked about last episode, simply shine the light of awareness, my friend. It's simply acknowledge, whoa, I didn't notice I'm down that rabbit hole. I'm going to stop it. 
I'm just going to shine the light. And I'm going to say, you know what? Not today. Not today, Satan. I am not reaffirming that pathway right now. Then we skip to the end of this process, which is once we know what our new empowering beliefs are, now we can do the opposite. Now we can consciously choose to ruminate them. Now we can use that trigger of, I looked in the mirror and I felt that flash. I felt that moment of, oh, I can't believe I let myself get that way. And I'm going to pause and I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to tap into my new database. The one where I was like, you know what? I am on a journey. For the first time ever, I have learned how to approach nutrition as a skill. I'm not blindly following a point system. This is the first time in my life I have a coach and I am taking control. And whatever your mantra is, whether it's that whole thing, whether you shorten it to a sentence, whatever it is, that becomes the thought on which you ruminate. And because we know how habits are formed now, because we know it takes the firing of those neural connections over and over and over again, guess what? We can choose to cement the ones that we want to build. And that, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart with every fiber of my being, this is how you change your life. It is not guesswork. It is not, will it work for me? It is just like building muscle in the gym. It takes conscious effort. It takes consistency. It takes repeated practice but with time and consistency, it works. So let's talk about that middle piece. We now know that we need to break the cycle. We need to shine the light of awareness. We need to, to just acknowledge when we're going down the rabbit hole. And then we know that once we have our new empowering beliefs, our job is then to ruminate in the best way possible. It's to remind ourselves of our new empowered story, our new empowered belief over and freaking over and freaking over until it's solidified, until it becomes a habit, until it's just who we are and our brain has accepted it as truth with a capital T, which it will through repeated practice, which leaves us in that middle ground. How do we get from point A to point B, right? And there is no right or wrong to this. This really comes down to how you learn best. And this really comes down to what feels natural for you. And I will tell you quite honestly that for most of us, it's going to feel a little hokey in the beginning right? We are so used to just beating ourselves up to just thinking on autopilot and not consciously choosing which thoughts to ruminate on that sometimes just the act of stepping back and choosing what we want to believe feels weird. That's like, think about that sentence for a second, choosing what we want to believe, because the truth is that your truth, your truth about life, what life is, how you would describe life, how you would describe yourself. That is not truth with a capital T. That is your truth with a capital T. For most of us, the way that you would describe yourself is not the way your best friend would describe yourself. But we are hellbent on, on, on believing that the us that we see is just how we are. That is truth with a capital T. And we need to start to acknowledge that that's true of all of life. There is no truth of this is how life is, right? If you ask me, life is blank. I, my default answer is life's an adventure. Right. I put this question in my Facebook group sometimes and I get answers from life is a grind. Life is hard and then you die. Life is unfair. Which of those is true? There is no truth. The truth is what you believe. But most of us have not taken the time to consciously choose which truth we want to believe in because it is a choice. We just haven't put the work in yet. Now, when we approach how to come up with our new beliefs. What we want to be super conscious of is that we're not bullshitting ourselves. If you're bullshitting yourself, you're never going to stick with it, right? If you truly believe that life is a grind and then you die, simply saying, well, no, life is an adventure. I'm switching my answer to Rachel's. That's not going to do anything because you don't actually believe that. 
We're not trying to sugarcoat things. We're not trying to make ourselves feel better by some bullshit thing we don't actually buy into. What we do want to do, however, is check the facts of our truth first and foremost and decide if it serves us. So let's start with an example. This is one that I hear from a lot of people. A lot of women that I've worked with have have this thing where they avoid mirrors. They just would rather not look in a mirror because they don't want to see where they've gotten to. So you've spent most of your life avoiding mirrors. When you do catch a glimpse of yourself, the first unfiltered thought that pops in your brain is, oh, I can't believe I let myself get like this, right? Maybe you can, maybe that resonates with you because I hear it all the time. I can't believe I let myself get like this. Now, up until this point in your life, that's your, that's your rabbit hole. Up until this point in your life, that's just the thought that goes on unfiltered every single time that you don't successfully avoid a mirror. You're in a department store. You walk by a mirror. Oh, I can't believe I got my, let myself get like this. You're at home. You walk past the bathroom. Oh, I can't believe I let myself get like this. That is the thought that has been cemented into your brain. So step one, we've already talked about. We're just going to acknowledge it. And it sucks. No one wants to admit that we're talking to ourselves like an asshole. But step one is put a little red flag on it. Whoa, there it is. I just caught myself doing it. Don't pour the cement today. Not today, Rachel. We are not pouring another layer of cement. I'm just, I'm not going to bullshit it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just acknowledging that the thought was there. Now, we have a choice. Again, the point here is not to bullshit ourselves. We're not going to sit there and say, I look fantastic. I feel fantastic. If you don't feel fantastic, no one's buying that. You probably do look fantastic and your best friends would tell you that. But if you don't see it, just telling yourself that is not going to be enough. So what we want to do is find your truth. Find another truth that serves you better. Maybe you haven't started yet. So maybe the answer is, you know what? I caught myself having that thought. Oh, I can't believe I let myself get there. Nope, not today. Not pouring the cement. Okay, what can I do? Because I've just spent the last 10 years repeating this thought and it is not serving me. So what is one little baby step that I can do today to start changing that thought? I could probably go into Rachel's Facebook group and find a live where she talks about nutrition. I could go grab Rachel's free macro cheat sheet so at least I can read and find out what these macro things are about. I could send Rachel a Facebook message and ask her if we can chat about macro so I can learn more about it. I can talk to my friend who did X, Y, and Z and seemed to work with one little step. What we are looking for is a, a, a baby step to start changing the story. It's not suddenly, no, I am a beautiful goddess who radiates sunshine from her butt. That's, we're, not, we're not bullshitting ourselves. We're doing something to change the story. We're acknowledging it, we're cutting off the cement pouring, and we're taking a step. Maybe you're a little further along. Maybe you've already started. Maybe you're in week one of macro coaching and you're still in that learning phase where it's like, it's kind of frustrating. You're not really locking in the skill yet, but you're there. So now your story becomes, wait a second, stop pouring the cement. I heard it. I felt it. We're not going down the rabbit hole. You know what? I made a massive shift this week. I have never in my life had a macro coach. Up until two days ago, I didn't even know what macros were. And this is the first time in my freaking life that I have taken control of my nutrition. I am not blindly following some system. I'm not doing some BS crash course diet. I am literally learning a skill that will allow me to never diet again. I have taken the first step to be in complete control of my nutrition, and I am so freaking proud of myself. And guess what? You can be frustrated that you don't know macros yet. You can be frustrated that you haven't learned a, a pound, or lost a pound yet. But both of those statements are true. You can still be proud of yourself. You can still have taken a massive step, even if you haven't locked in the skill yet. 
And now our story becomes focusing on the fact that you have momentum. And as we know from past episodes, we are pleasure-seeking creatures. And the more we can focus on those feel-good chemicals being released in our brains, the more we're going to keep going. So do you see what's happening here? We're not bullshitting ourselves. We're not sugarcoating it. We're finding a new truth to focus on. And this truth is a feel-good truth. It's a truth that pumps us up. It's that best friend who's your, your biggest cheerleader instead of your biggest critic. And when we tap into that, then we can start to repeat that story over and over and over again. So when you walk by the bathroom mirror or you go into the department store or we're at work and you capture a glimpse of yourself and you feel that thought flicker of, oh, I can't believe. No, we pause, we stop the cement pouring and we tap into our new one. You know what? Still haven't quite locked in macros yet. I'm on week two. I'm getting there. A little frustrated, but I'm getting there. But the fact that I am doing this, the fact that I am dedicated to putting in the work and taking control once and for all, that is freaking badass. I've spent 20 years fighting with myself to take control of nutrition, and this is the first time in my life I've done it. And maybe you say that whole thing to yourself. Maybe you shorten it into a three-word mantra. Whatever it is, that becomes our new empowered rabbit hole, for lack of a better term, that we repeat over and over and over again. And as we now know, when you repeat it over and over and over again, what's happening in your brain? That neural pathway is solidifying. You're pouring the cement on the new belief until the day comes. Maybe it's weeks from now. Maybe it's months from now. But you walk past a mirror and you think, hey, there, badass who took control of her nutrition. I can't wait to teach everyone about macros. And th th that wasn't sugarcoated. That wasn't BS rainbows and unicorns. You are accepting a new truth. And it is a truth with a capital T because it is a reality for you. It's just which one are you choosing to focus on? So when we sit here and we say the power of positive thinking, I should just say everything's great. I should just put on a smile. No, that's never worked for anyone. That is not what the power of positive thinking means. What the power of positive thinking means is the same way that I can train my muscles to do what I want them to do, that it's not a matter of will this work, that it's math and science and when done correctly, it will work. The exact same thing is true of your brain. You can retrain your brain for new empowered thoughts. And that is not magic woo-woo. That is neuroscience. That is neural connections in our brain that we are consciously choosing to break old ones, consciously cho choosing to build new ones, and then consciously choosing to cement the path over and over again. So step one that I'm going to encourage you to do is what we did last episode. Just put a little red flag on the old ones. That's all we have to do to start. Just acknowledge when they're fluttering in there. Most of us don't even know what we don't know. We don't even know that the reason we feel like shit every time we look in a mirror is because what thoughts are floating through. We haven't even acknowledged them because they're habit. That's the nature of habits. They're second nature. So just putting that little red flag to acknowledge them is a huge start. The second part of this, the part we're focusing on today is super personal. Some people like to do this for, for journaling. There's a great exercise that you've heard me reference before. It's by my dear friend, Tracy Litt. It's called My Mind Says, But I Say. And on the left, you write all the bullshit. The I can't believe I let myself get like this. The I'm never going to stick with this. The whatever the bullshit is, you put it in a left-hand column. Then you pause and you breathe and you think of a new truth. Is that other one truth with a capital T? I'm going to bet you it's not. What is truth? And you write that in the right-hand column. That's one of my favorites. It's a great way to get through the bullshit. It might be as simple as just sitting still. It might be as simple as thinking realistically, what else are you doing? To go back to our macro example, 
Both things can be true. You can be frustrated that you have not locked in the skill of macro tracking yet, and you can still celebrate yourself for taking that step. You can come up with a plan of what one baby step is, not major life overhaul. We've talked about this many times on this podcast. What is one baby step that you can commit to in this moment that we are now going to ruminate on? We're going to throw ourselves a freaking party for taking this baby step. You can journal, you can meditate, you can talk about it with a friend, you can do some free writing, you can feel into it. The, the, the most important takeaway, doesn't matter how you do it, is that we are not sugarcoating, we are not bullshitting ourselves. We are finding another truth that lives in this moment and we are picking that one. We are consciously choosing that one. You can consciously choose to go from work to your couch. You can consciously choose to go from work to your gym. Whichever one you choose, you will form a habit eventually. You can choose to beat yourself up every time you look in a mirror. You can choose to focus on the baby step you took. Whichever one you focus on, you will form a habit eventually. This is, this is not Rachel's laws of health and fitness. This is human biology. This is human psychology. This is how our brains work. So if you truly, truly want to take control of your life, it is not rainbows and glitter. It is not sitting here saying, I should think positive. I should do this. I shouldn't do this. It is about consciously choosing which actions we want to take. It is about consciously choosing which thoughts we want to think and repeating the process over and over again until new habits are formed. If you haven't done so already, make sure you've grabbed the five things you need to know about macros, my free macro cheat sheet. You can find it linked in the podcast notes of this episode.